Welcome to Finding Utopia, where we explore different perspectives regarding life's challenges. I'm your host, Katie Stevens, and together we will explore new insights that have the power to create monumental shifts in your reality. Are you ready for some positive change? We totally got this. Today's podcast is dedicated to all those people who cannot quite understand why things just are not working out the way they planned. And this can be in relationship to a person. It could be a partner, a significant other, child, a job. Really any situation or experience in your life where you're just not getting the results that you desire. And I think that this speaks to everyone Everyone on this earth, at one time or another, has had an experience that feels heavy or bad, and all they want to do is try and fix it. How can I change this? How can I exert force and will to either change the situation or the person? And I think that we can all agree that maybe in some circumstances, by exerting brute force and sheer will and dominance that maybe you can turn a situation around. But for the most part, my experience has been that when we are pushing against something, all we're going to be getting in return is somebody or something pushing back, and it does not feel good. So pushing against what is not working by trying to force change. How many of us have tried to do that? I think I have tried to do it with relationships, with romantic partners, with children, with something that I'm trying to accomplish when I'm creating for my Etsy store. It doesn't really matter what the challenge is. This podcast can relate to anybody and everybody that's ever faced a challenge in their life and they're wondering how can they create a different possibility for themselves moving forward so that they don't have to deal with the pain or the stress surrounding whatever it is that isn't working for them. And I have some thoughts on that that I'd like to share. So let's start with an example. Let's talk about a relationship with either a partner or a child. If anyone out there has tweens or teenagers, (laughs) this podcast is for you. Also, partners, your husband, your wife, your significant other. And things just seem to be heavy, stressful, Maybe you're not connecting on any levels and you're banging your head against the wall trying to figure out what you're going to do to try and change them because everybody knows it's not you that's the problem. (laughs) I think we all can agree that we have all experienced situations with people where maybe there's a disconnect between us in some way where we're butting heads and there are arguments. We just can't get along. We cannot find a way 
to find that middle ground, that peace between us. And those of us that are somewhat evolved, we do look within, we self-reflect, and we say, what can I do to change this situation? It's always about how can I change it? How can I exert either brute force or how can I manipulate it so that I get what I want? Because honestly, it all comes down to how we feel in every moment. It's all about getting what we want. We're all should be, if you're not already, selfish. Nothing in life is ever going to feel quite as amazing as when you're in a situation or relationship where you're getting everything that you want to get out of it for you. And it doesn't mean that you don't think about what the other person may need or want and consider their feelings. But if you're not looking at how you feel in every scenario and you're going against the feelings that you're having regarding the person or the situation, typically there's going to be a point in that relationship one time or another that you either resent the other person or you start to feel heavy in it because relationships... I compare to a communion. A communion is when you come together with something or someone and it's easy and it's fun and it flows. It feels expansive. If you're in a relationship with your child or your significant other where you're fighting all the time, you're arguing, you don't see eye to eye, no matter how many times you try and explain your side of things, they just can't get it. They don't understand it. Maybe you can't understand their point of view, and it's just chaos. We don't want to just give up on those we love. We want to make it work. I think that it's part of who we are innately within ourselves where we feel obligated to do everything we can to try and hold on to that which we love. And there's always a reason that we get into these relationships I mean, sometimes you just have a child and you're in it. (laughs) But there's always a reason why someone is in your life, why you allowed them into your life, why you created them, or why you opened yourself up to receive them. And we always think back to those times when the going gets rough and we remember the, the better times and we have hope and we don't want to let go of that hope. So we decide that we are going to do whatever we can to try and force things to work. And that is, that is the moment. (laughs) I, I believe that that's the beginning of the end is when you're exerting force and effort and it's not flowing and it's not easy and it doesn't feel good to be in the relationship with that person then the more that you give your energy to that, that's what you're going to create, just more resistance. And we don't want the resistance. We want it to be easy because it's supposed to be easy. It doesn't mean it is easy. It means that this life that we're living is supposed to be easy. It's supposed to flow and be effortless. So if you're trying to change the person that you're with or that's in your experience, and you're exerting all this force, this effort, let's say that you went to counseling, 
you have talked until you're blue in the face about the reasons why you're not feeling fulfilled or you're feeling like things are volatile in the relationship. And you put forth all of these examples of things maybe you can try and you're just not getting anything in return. This is the moment that you have to ask yourself, is what I'm doing working? And if what I'm doing is not working, how can I change my point of view on the situation to allow something different to come in? Because if we are constantly focusing on doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result, then that, a lot of people say, is the definition of insanity. Because once you self-reflect, you take action. And I always reference, and you're going to hear me reference this a lot, cause and effect. Is what I'm doing producing the result I desire? And if it's not producing the result you desire, maybe if you can let go of your preconceived beliefs and ideas about the way the situation should look, you can actually open up to a new possibility. Because we don't have to throw out our relationships just because the going gets tough. But maybe we do have to throw out what we believed they needed to feel like, look like. And I'm going to give you an example. So a parent and a child, let's say that there's a divorced couple and there's a child who is a teenager and they have become volatile with one of the parents uncontrollable, disrespectful, don't want to be with, let's say, the mother. And the mother has tried over and over again to exert her will and say, nope, this is my time. We have 50-50 custody. You are going to be in this relationship with me whether you like it or not because you are a child and you don't know what you want. You don't know what you need. I am the parent. I'm the one that knows what is best for you. And what's best for you is spending time with your mother. Well, the child may have a very different idea of what that means to them, spending time with you. And I think that as a society, we have been conditioned to believe that things have to be a certain way in order for them to be right or good. I'd like to compare it to different generations, how we perceive the world. If you are a millennial, maybe you don't look at things the same way that the generations before you do. And the reason is because people that grew up with parents and grandparents that raised them to believe that based on that 1950s mentality, you don't just give up. You keep a family together. You don't get divorced. A child should be with both parents all of these things I call belief systems. They are things that we are conditioned to believe throughout our lifetime that shapes what we believe is right, wrong, good, and bad. There is no good, bad, right, or wrong. There's just different points of view. So this mother has been enduring abuse from the child because she loves the child. The child she brought into this world loves the child more than her own life. And even though 
if you're a parent, you can relate to this, that you are experiencing extreme disrespect. There is nothing about that situation that is going to put you in a position where you're just going to abandon your child. Because this isn't about one way being the right way for everyone. The truth is, the right way is what feels right to you. Following your feelings is always going to be the best way in order to deal with any situation that you feel is not working for you. Your feelings are your emotional guidance system. And this emotional guidance system is going to give you red flags. It's going to tell you when you need to stop and think about how you're feeling with this person in this moment. And you're going to be very clear on the times when you're feeling joy and you're feeling expansive and you're happy. If you're feeling upset, restrictive within yourself, heavy, if you feel violated in any way, disrespected, all of those feelings are pointing you in a different direction. It doesn't mean that you abandon the person, but you need to self-reflect and say, okay, this obviously is not working. I'm trying to force this child to be with me half the time because that's what has been dictated by the court and that is what is right because I am their mother. And this is what I've been conditioned to believe a parent and a child relationship is. Kids don't know what's best for them. They don't just get to choose whatever they want. They don't dictate time sharing. The parents do. But let's be realistic here. Was the mother having quality time with this child? And the question we need to ask ourselves is, how am I feeling in every moment? How am I feeling with this person? What is the dynamic of this relationship? Is it possible that because we are dead set on defining what we believe a situation or a relationship has to look like, that if it doesn't match our expectations, that we automatically start to struggle and get upset. We want to fix it. We want to change it so that it will reflect what in our minds we have created as our perfect scenario. So what if we have no idea what our perfect scenario looks like? What if this parent's perfect scenario is giving 100% custody, physical custody to the other parent? What if by doing that, the child feels at ease? She feels happy. What if the child does know what she wants? What if the mother can have a better relationship and more quality time having dinner with her once a week and allowing her to go right back to her dad's house? What if having that distance allows there to be awareness on the child's part that they could have never gained by being forced to do something that they don't want to do? So just because a mother loves their child and they want them to be with them 100% of the time doesn't mean that the child feels the same way about the parent. And if the entire time that the mother and the child are interacting with each other and they're arguing and they're fighting and it's volatile and it's angry and it's heavy and everybody is upset, what 
is coming out of that that's actually going to be positive for all parties involved? And the answer is nothing. There's nothing productive about that. There's no love. Why do we always feel like certain situations have to look a specific way in order for it to be right? What if a parent doesn't have to have physical custody of a child in order to give them so much love and support and affection that the relationship ends up being 10 times better if there's some distance? If you love somebody and you want them in your life, but there's absolutely no way for you to heal the relationship in a way where you can physically cohabitate together. There's already been counseling. If there have already been multiple attempts to try and change the situation, you have to start asking yourself, what would be in the best interest of all involved? And the thing that people never consider is, how do you know what your life is going to look like once you make that shift? Let's say that the mother decides to give full custody to the father. And now there's all of this communication that's opened up between the mother and the daughter where, yes, they are not physically cohabitating together, but they have meaningful conversations every night. They send each other inspirational and or funny little memes that keep them connected. Let's say that they decide that they're going to go for dinner once a week. And that once a week dinner is more productive and more fulfilling and filled with more love than 20 hours spent in that person's house. So it's all about perspective. We have to let go of what we've been conditioned to believe that something needs to be like look like, feel like, in order for us to receive from it. So we've talked about the mother-daughter dynamic, and this could also, obviously, I'm just using this as an example, but there's fathers and daughters, there's fathers and sons, and it kind of plays into the next example that I have where it really is irrelevant who the other person is in your life. I think a lot of us struggle in relationships with, I call them significant others, but that's just because it could be a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a husband, a wife. We've all experienced that loss, that pain, where maybe we feel one way and the other person doesn't feel the the same. And the thing is, my point of view on relationships is, If you're in a communion instead of a relationship, and I'm holding up my quote fingers right now, a relationship almost feels like there's expectations. And how many times have you heard a friend come to you and they complain about their boyfriend or their girlfriend, husband or wife, and they just can't understand why they're being so selfish? How could they not consider my feelings in this situation? How could they be so cruel? And the way that I look at it is sometimes certain generations, they have preconceived beliefs and ideas surrounding what a relationship should look like with a lover. And it's, if you're of an older generation, you stay with that person forever. Or you don't give up 
You have to fight for your, you know, that person. You have to give up part of who you are so that you can give them what they need in order to keep the peace and stay together. But realistically, I think that the reason why there's infidelity is because people innately, and this is something that I believe wholeheartedly, we need to to do what's best for us in every single moment. It doesn't matter if you're a mother or you're a husband or a wife or a child. We always feel a sense of responsibility to the people in our lives and we ignore our own needs, our own desires. And what ends up happening as a result, we feel inauthentic in those relationships. Maybe we don't receive what we would like to receive from them. And the relationship ends up failing because we end up resenting that person, even though they may have no idea why. They may have no idea why we're angry with them or why we're seeking comfort somewhere else. And a lot of the times it's because we're afraid to be open and honest about what we need for ourselves because then maybe we're considered selfish. Oh, you're just selfish. You only care about yourself. And it's like, you know what? If someone said that to me, I'd say you're damn right. I come first. It doesn't mean I don't love you, but people are either going to be in a communion or they're not. And what my definition of a communion is, you are 100% who you are. I'm 100% who I am in every moment, 100% genuine. We have an open line of communication about what we both want and need. Either we travel this experience for however long together or we don't. Either we can come together and and just enjoy each other's company so completely living this parallel existence together. Because it has been my experience that if you rely on someone else for some aspect of your happiness, then eventually there's going to be a point where it doesn't work for someone. Because you have to be everything for you. And when you look at the example of the mother and the daughter, the daughter is just trying to honor herself. The mother is trying to honor herself. And if you take away that old school mentality of we have to have a relationship that looks a certain way in, for, in order for it to be loving, in order for me to be considered a good parent. No, absolutely not. What if the best solutions are the ones that we can't see? We can't even fathom them because we're so stuck in what we decided it had to look like. So if you're in a communion with another person and all of a sudden they decide that things have changed for them, they're not feeling the same way that you are, I think that our first reaction is anger. We become angry at them. You're supposed to, you committed to me, so now you have to be committed to me forever. You have to love me forever. I have to never get on your nerves. (laughs) And the thing is, there's always a chance that we can salvage relationships. We don't just have to throw them out the second that things get rough. But you have to ask yourself questions and say, 
what is it that I'm willing to do that's going to not take me out of that space where I am honoring myself in every moment? But what changes can I make to maybe honor this person in a way where they will be able to feel more comfortable in the relationship where we can continue and still really enjoy each other's company, but not give up all of who we are. And you can talk about the things that are deal breakers. Hey, this is a deal breaker for me. If you are going to go to football every Sunday and exclude me and only be with your buddies and you're going to ignore me and that bothers me to the point where I really don't want to be with you anymore. And then the other person says, well, this is non-negotiable. This is super important to me. It's never going to change. Then you're kind of at an impasse. And so you have to have open communication without feeling guilty like, well, I'm going to have to leave, guys, because so-and-so is at home waiting for me. And if I don't go, then they're going to be angry at me, and I don't want to have to deal with the fallout from it. But then do you know what happens? The person that had to leave where they were early to get home to the other person, they resent them. And no matter how much you put on a you know, happy face and you try and pretend with your significant other, your child, your partner, you're not being genuine in who you are and what you want. And it's all about the energy and the feeling between you. There's going to be an elephant in the room that Nobody's talking about, but everybody can feel it. So what I've come to realize is we must be willing to shift gears with a person or situation if we are stuck in a scenario that feels heavy or restrictive. We have to be able to throw out everything that we bought into believing it had to be like, look like, feel like, so that maybe we can experience something different from them. Sometimes you're going to be able to shift this relationship like the mother and the daughter. Now they have an open, loving relationship that is flourishing. And then the child turns 16 and guess what happens? She no longer wants to run away from the mother. She wants to run towards her. She'll come over whenever she wants. She'll drive over. They'll have more dinners together. They'll have more walks together. That would have never been possible if the mother had forced her to stay with her for another X amount of years until she turned 18. There would have been deep-rooted resentment. And it's the same thing with any type of relationship or situation that's not working. And, you know, we could also talk about career in this. Let's say you're a creative person. And I use this example all the time because this is a personal example. (laughs) I make mala necklaces. They're Tibetan prayer beads. They are these long necklaces that have 108 beads on them and they have knots in between each bead and for two years I knew I wanted the necklaces I knew I wanted to make them I knew within every fiber of my being it was supposed to happen I'm supposed to open this Etsy store and I want to sell these online it brings me the biggest sense of satisfaction when I'm making these necklaces but for the first year and a half It was horribly stressful. I could not figure out why. I knew innately that I wanted to do this, but it just wasn't working out. No matter what I did, it would not work. I tried everything. Eventually, I got to the point where I put them down and I stepped away from them for about six months. And I said, I give up. It's not working. The design, 
I have this, this idea in my mind of what the design has to be. The design has to be this. You have to have all of the beads strung, and you have to have a knot between each one, and then you have a center bead on the bottom called a guru bead. And that is kind of what anchors the two sides together. And then there's a pendant, a beautiful crystal pendant that hangs off the bottom. And I could not figure out how to construct the necklace in a way where I felt comfortable that I could sell them, that they were quality craftsmanship and they would stand the test of time. I wanted people to be able to buy this necklace knowing that they were getting something of quality that was going to last them. And I just felt very uncomfortable and I couldn't put my finger on what it was and why I just refused to finish them and put them online or go to a local, a local event and sell them and set up, set up my shop. And, you know, people would ask me all the time, come on, be a part of this event. You can be a vendor. You could sell your stuff. You, we know you're making all this, these necklaces. And I was like, no, it's not the right time. It's not the right time. But it was because I was following my feelings. And this is the thing. If you're feeling heavy about something, it doesn't have to make logical sense to you as to why you're feeling heavy about it. All that matters is you know within yourself through your emotional guidance system that something is off. And I couldn't put my finger on it, but I just kept trying and trying to put these these crystal pendants on the bottom. And every single design I came up with failed. They just didn't work. And so I stepped back. I had to throw out my whole belief that it had to look a certain way. I was never going to finish these necklaces and I was never going to sell them if I kept going down the road I was going down. It was literally 18 months since I started and I still hadn't sold one. So finally one day I remembered in my mind a mala necklace my father received in the mail and I just loved it. The bottom of it didn't have a tassel on it like the traditional malas. It didn't have a pendant. It had a little bit of, I guess, nodding, you can say. It's a little bit of nodding. And then, and then it had little tails that came down with some beads that were attached. It was very simple. But it was beautiful, and I loved it. And I thought, you know what? I bought all these crystal pendants. I spent all this money but I'm going to try something like that, but I'm going to make it my own. And I did because I love to do macrame. So I decided that the bottom of my necklace was going to have macrame and then just a few simple beads hanging off two tails to finish it. And guess what happened? Success. After two years of trying, I had success. But the reason that I failed over and over and over again was because I was stubborn. I could not let go of the fact that I was going to be putting those pendants on. Like there was no other option in my mind. There was no way that those necklaces were going to be sold without those pendants. And once I let go of the need to control how it it had to happen and what it needed to look like and the design. And I allowed my intuition to come in and say, you know what, maybe there's another possibility. And when I asked myself the question, what else is possible here? And I got that flash in my mind of my father's mala necklace. And then the key is 
we can have these feelings where it feels lighter. We can have these awarenesses where we get an idea. But without application, without applying it, there's no way to know if it's going to work for you. So this is where cause and effect comes in. And this is going to be talked about on every single episode. Life is about cause and effect. You can read about things. You can come up with different scenarios in your mind. You can go over every single thing that's happened that didn't work in a relationship or an experience. But until you actually put something into practice and you see how it actually works for you, you're never going to know if you're moving in the right direction. So following your feelings, moving in a different direction that feels lighter, and then applying what you are receiving in the form of intuition, that is what I believe is the key to overcoming any obstacle, any situation, any relationship that is not providing you with what you desire in every moment. So holding on and imposing our will can create a more restrictive situation. So if you're putting pressure on people, if you're trying so hard to make that pendant work and it won't, then maybe you need to consider an alternative. I'm not saying to get rid of the necklaces altogether. I'm not saying to get rid of the relationship altogether, to get rid of the kid altogether, (laughs) or the husband or the wife. But you know that point that you reach in every scenario where you've exerted every single effort, every different option, you've tried every scenario, and no matter what you do, it just doesn't feel good. Then you need to ask, how can I change this? And, you know, I talk about all awareness here. I'm not just into one type of modality or another. I will reference anything that I have received throughout my lifetime that feels it's a value. And one thing, I worked for Scientologists at one point doing marketing, and they said something that was so profound that I have carried with me ever since. And it is, if you can't handle it, disconnect. And I have shared that with multiple people who have shared it with multiple people, and it is profound, and it works. I don't want to disconnect a mother and a daughter from each other. That, in my opinion, and that's just my opinion, isn't the healthiest answer because I think that when it comes to family, that you want to try and hold on to some type of connection. But it doesn't mean that it has to be two people living under the same roof. So if you feel like you know within yourself that you 100% are not going to let go of the person and you're not going to let go of, let's say, the necklace that you're making, you are determined to find a solution. You have to be willing to throw out everything that you believed about it, everything that you've been conditioned to believe, everything your parents believe, everything your sisters your brothers, society, church, priests, gurus, everybody. Because we feel this pressure to try and please everybody. And I feel like we always don't want to appear to be doing something that is bad or wrong. 
And there's going to be a lot of people out there that have their own opinions about your situation or your life, but you have to be able to let them go and say, if people love me, they truly love me and they're truly a value to me and I want to be in a communion with them, they will respect my choices and they will not try and impose their viewpoints on me. Sometimes it doesn't work. I mean, personally, I've seen a mother and a daughter in a different scenario where they're actually grown adults that have distanced themselves because the mother could not stop commenting on the daughter's life. And she kept saying over and over again, this is ruining our relationship. I'm going to have to pull away from you if you don't stop. And the thing is, this kind of goes with any scenario. If, if you can't allow other people to be who they are and make their own choices and really respect them and respect their feelings and their thoughts and their beliefs, then are you really in a communion with them? And isn't that what we really want? Because I want you to think about the people in your life that you truly want to be around all the time, that you always want to talk to. Typically, it's the people that don't judge you. They aren't imposing their will on you. They're not trying to force you to do something you don't want to do. They're not trying to convince you to believe what they believe. It's the most open and accepting individuals that we find ourselves wanting to spend our time with. And so in order to receive it, we have to give it. Was it easy for the mother to agree to give over full custody of the teenage daughter to the father? Of course not. It was like a death. But what was the result? The result was more than she could have ever hoped for. If we want to have someone in our life, we truly want to hold on to them, we have to allow them to be who they want to be to us without expectation. But they can't have expectation for us either. It has to work for both parties. So I'm going to talk about revisiting issues over and over again and imposing blame and taking action instead of starting from where you are. Okay, so how many of us have gone back into the past in a relationship where something happened. Let's say, let's just use a boyfriend and a girlfriend as an example. Let's say someone cheated on the other one. They will never let them live it down. And they carry that with them and they bring it up all of the time. And the two decided to continue the relationship because they wanted to make it work. But let's say the boyfriend keeps revisiting the fact that the girlfriend cheated keeps revisiting it, revisiting it, and brings it up at, you know, different times when there's issues or they're feeling insecure. If you are going to constantly go back into the past, into what had happened, instead of moving forward from where you are right now, there is a very real possibility that whatever it is, the situation, the relationship is not going to work. And I'm going to use an example that I heard just the other day, there's this person that has YouTube videos, and her name's Esther Hicks. And she was telling a story about her and her husband. They were in the car, and they got a new navigation system. And she was so excited because she was going to punch in where they were supposed to go. 
And she did, and she was driving along the highway, so happy with her new navigation system. And the husband says, honey, you do know that you're driving in the wrong direction, right? And she says, no, I'm not. I've got the GPS. This navigation is taking me exactly where we need to go. He said, yeah, but you're driving in the wrong direction. (laughs) We're supposed to be going north and we're going south. And she says, okay, well, I have an idea. Let's go back to where we started, punch it in again and see where it went wrong. And he said, why don't we just start from where we are now? It was genius. Back to the mother-daughter example. When the initial period of the talks started about giving full custody over to the father, she would go back to when the child was nine and say, but, but this isn't fair. It's not fair because she only feels like this about me because she's been conditioned to believe certain things that aren't true. She's been brainwashed. And the bottom line was, it didn't matter how it happened. It didn't matter how they got to where they were. It's irrelevant because there was nothing that she could do to change it. The only thing that she could possibly do is start from where she was. So starting from where she was, she started to look at the behavior of the child. And being that she was a teenager, she was growing up and becoming into her own and learning how to treat people and respect people. And regardless of how the child viewed, started to view the mother or when that started or who influenced her, the choices the child was making were hers. So if you look at from that perspective, if you look at it from how do I go from where we are now, how can I change it from where we are now, it lightened everything up in the whole situation. The resentment went away for the ex-husband The anger went away for feeling helpless and not being able to change anything. And once she decided she was going to just try something new and see how it worked. And when she got the results she desired and was feeling so light and happy and full of love for her daughter again, and her daughter was so full of love for her again, it all started to make sense that when we hold on to resentments, when we hold on to going back and talking about the necklace, I can't believe that it didn't work. I can't believe I tried all these different scenarios and no matter how hard I tried, I couldn't get it to work. What happened in the past is irrelevant. There is no past. There is no future. There's only this now moment. The way that we change our reality is in the moment. It has nothing to do with what happened in the past. It has nothing to do with what may potentially happen in the future. It is only about the now. So you have to ask yourself in every moment, let's go back to the boyfriend and the girlfriend. The boyfriend can hold that resentment for the girlfriend forever. The relationship is eventually going to fail because he can't move forward from where they were in the moment. If you decide that you're going to let something go, and you're going to move forward with somebody who maybe was unfaithful to you. You have to really be ready to let it go. <laughs> really ready. And if you're not, then it's always going to be that pink elephant in the room that nobody talks about or maybe they do talk about more often than they should. So it's just a matter of letting go of everything that you have been conditioned to believe a relationship has to look like because you can look at it from another perspective. 
The boyfriend was cheated on. He's never going to forget it. And the reason he's not forgetting it is because he's feeling pain emotionally. We can hold on to situations and emotions that have happened over a decade ago, and we carry those with us. They can create physical illness. They can create emotional imbalance. And the key is, how do I change this situation so I'm honoring myself in the moment? So let's look at it from a different perspective. What if the boyfriend says, you know what? I am in a lot of pain. I've been in a lot of pain since it happened. I cannot forgive this. I tried. I thought I could. I can't let it go. The only solution for me is to end the relationship and be open to receive love from maybe someone else. Because the truth is, if you're miserable in a situation, if you're with somebody and you cannot let go of that pain that you experienced because of the way they treated you in the past, you may need to consider disconnecting from them. And it's not about changing the other person. It's not about spying on them and making sure that they're being faithful and keeping them on a short leash because you don't want to ever experience that again. If somebody wants to be with you, they're going to be with you. If they don't want to be with you, then they're not going to be with you. And just because someone's physically in a relationship with you doesn't mean they're present. It doesn't mean that they're emotionally there. They could be longing to go and have an affair with someone that they met a week ago that they can't stop thinking about. And just because they're sleeping next to you doesn't mean that they're there with you. And just because a mother and a daughter are living in a house together, it doesn't mean they're there with each other. Okay? So it's all about honoring how you feel in every moment. And it's not about the other person. It's not about whether the girlfriend is going to cheat again. It's not whether she is acting inappropriately when she goes out with her girlfriends. All that matters is how the boyfriend feels within himself. How does he feel? Oh, he's, he's in agony because he just can't let it go. Then let her go. It's very simple. We have to be willing to release that which does not serve us in order to be open to receive what does. So let's say that that boyfriend finally lets her go and he goes through mourning period like you've never experienced, wants to get back with her because he can't take the pain of not being with her. But eventually it gets a little easier. And then one day he meets somebody that fulfills everything that he could possibly ask to be fulfilled in, a, in, in a, an actual communion where she is who she is, he is who he is. They come together. They are in love with each other, but they are in love with themselves. They don't sacrifice what they want and need for the other person. And when you're in a relationship like that, there's no fear. There's no, I'm concerned about them cheating on me. There's no distrust. If you're full within yourself, completely full within yourself, and you let go of the fear of needing to be with anybody, then you can be open to actually receive somebody that wants to be present with you, that has the same beliefs, that has the same ideals where you're both interested in a committed relationship and you both agree this doesn't have to be forever. It can be as long as we both still feel this way. And if there's ever a situation or a period of time where we're not receiving what we want or we're not feeling like we're able to really be who we are and still be in the communion, then we will part ways lovingly. And that's what a healthy relationship is. It's not holding on so tight because you can't imagine 
being able to live without the other person. You have to be able to feel full within yourself and let go of the things that don't work so those things that do work can present. And now this boyfriend found his new love. And this new love was more than he could ever, ever imagined he could ever receive in one lifetime. And he did because he was willing to follow his feelings, move through the pain associated with it, heal from that experience, and then be open to receive something new, something better. You only have two choices. Let it go all together or be willing to let go of those old expectations and be open to something new. And those expectations, I cannot state it enough. Typically, it's just our mind. Our mind comes up with these scenarios where I have these beliefs about what a relationship looks like because I learned it from my parents, because I learned it from my priest, because I learned it from my peers. You don't have to suffer trying to fit a square peg into a round hole by honoring what you've been conditioned to believe something needs to look like. Honor yourself. And it's hard. It's not easy to let go of what we've been conditioned to believe is true and right in our reality. Every day, every moment can feel like magic. But the things that trip us up is our mind. Our mind is so powerful, but you have to be stronger than your mind. Your feelings are your guidance system. Let your mind take a back seat to every situation. Let go of what everybody else believes that you should be doing. People may look at you like you're a lunatic, like you're crazy. This is about respecting and honoring ourselves, not anybody else. This is not about our parents or our siblings or our husband or our wife or our children. This life is about honoring ourselves. And it takes a lot of courage in order to honor your feelings, make choices that maybe aren't in line with the societal standard, and tell everybody in your life, <laughs> go to hell if you have any point of view, any doubts, any beliefs that are contradictory to what I need to do for myself. Be willing to step away and say, if you're not going to respect my boundaries and you're going to impose your viewpoints on me and your judgments, then you are not welcome in my life. We must let go, stop forcing, and allow new solutions, experiences, and people to present themselves. We will never know the feeling of unlimited possibility until we trust in our feelings, follow the path of least resistance, and be open to receiving something new. It's supposed to be easy. It's supposed to be. I'm not saying that it always is, or I wouldn't have this podcast, but it's supposed to be, and it can be. It can be. Things happen for a reason. We never know why. <laughs> if we don't remain open to a new perspective or a new experience, then we run the risk of never feeling alive in this lifetime, ever. You're always going to feel like you're being held back by something. You don't feel a sense of satisfaction within yourself, within your career, within your relationship. 
because we need to just trust. Everything happens for a reason. Everything. No exceptions. But there's something that I did learn in Access Consciousness that I say all the time. What's right about this? What's right about this? There's something right about every situation. How can I change this if it's not working for me? Can I change it? Is there anything that I can do so that I can have a different type of experience here? And if it involves another person, how can I shift this so that it's a better experience for all involved, not just me? Preconceived ideas and beliefs can prevent us from receiving what we want. Be open to all possibilities and willing to change your mind and allow new insights to come in. It's all about feeling. Trust yourself. You know what is right for you. You know what feels good to you. It's all about being in alignment. And you can't receive all of your wildest dreams. Cannot come true if you're not in alignment with something or someone. So ask yourself, how can I come into alignment within myself about this situation? Not how can I change who I am for this other person? That's never going to work. Never. How do I come into alignment within myself with this person, within this relationship, within this situation? How can I come into alignment with it? How can I trust myself follow my feelings, let go of what everybody else believes I should be doing, let go of my preconceived ideas about what it needs to look like. If you do this, I guarantee you, you will start to see miracles happen. I love you all. Talk to you next time.